0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, we are... Heading back to our Breaking It Apart series, two in a row actually, or not in a row, but we just did one on The Thing a couple weeks ago, and uh, it had been a while since our last Breaking It Apart entry, which for those who don't know, is basically piecing it together in reverse. We're going to look, instead of a new movie, we're going to look at a classic movie, and the movie's inspired by it. And today actually is going to be even a little more different than that, because Instead of just looking at one classic movie, we're looking at an entire classic series. And that is a series that I just finished marathon watching for Halloween. It is the Friday the 13th series. And I had a lot of fun watching these movies. They are just... So ridiculous, and we get into some puzzle pieces in the sense of movies that were inspired by either the overall Friday the 13th series or by some of the specific entries, or just by the man Jason Voorhees himself. So it's a great conversation. With me is Tyler from the Not Just New Movies and the Five Cast podcast and uh, we had a great conversation about these movies and about some of the things inspired by them. So before we get into that, I do want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can, of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show, and there's actually a great little thread going already uh, about the best Friday the 13th movies, so check that out. And, of course, we also have a Patreon where I have been posting advanced episodes of Piecing It Together, there's bonus episodes of Awesome Movie Year, and there's some bonus content uh, from my music career. And also, going up today, I believe, on that Uh, Patreon is a silly little song I made called Jason H to celebrate the launch of the sixth season of Awesome Movie Year on the films of 1984, which kicked off with Beverly Hills Cop and, uh, of course, the, the classic Axel F. Theme. Uh, I made a little theme for Jason Harris, one of the hosts of Awesome Movie. Or it's Jason H., and it's available as a download on our Patreon. So make sure to check out our Patreon and lots of other great content on there and on our main feeds as well, of course. So let's get into this conversation about Friday the 13th. <music> All right, so today joining us, we have got Tyler from Not Just New Movies Podcast. Tyler, how's it
1: going? Hey, David. How are you? Uh, This is uh, the first time in 10 years of podcasting that I've been invited on as a guest, so you have been incredibly gracious, and you may also have made a grave error. We'll we'll see what happens. yeah, we'll find out.
0: <laughs> well, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm excited to be doing this episode. It's going to be a lot me of fun. Um, I, I'm not much of a movie binger, honestly. And uh, something made me want to watch all of these Friday the Thirteenth movies, and. Along with that was your tweet at me about the fan films, which I had heard a lot of great things about before that tweet. Uh, Were you like majorly in a uh, a Friday the 13th binge or anything like that at the time when you got in touch with me?
1: No, I think I had done it last year. Every few years Mm -hmm. I'll like, I'll do like a Halloween binge and Friday the 13th has been uh, one of my um, returning favorites. And uh, I had been following you on Twitter and kind of got a sense of your show and and what you guys do. And when I saw some of those fan films, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Maybe Pieced It Together would uh, would review those as uh, their own film. I thought um, it would be its own film, but then you informed me about your... Breaking It Apart, I think, is the episode um, theme. Sure, yep. Um, and then I, I watched as you... You didn't really have a meltdown uh, going through all of them, which uh, some people do, but it was interesting to to hear your, uh, your kind of quick reviews as each uh, installment went by. So, um, it was... And you hadn't seen them since... Maybe they'd come out or...
0: I'm still trying to figure out if I've (laughs) even seen all of them in the past. Like, those are all movies, just like most slasher movies that, you know, in high school, you rent them all. You know, it's like blockbuster nights every weekend. And and it's like, I don't know what I've seen, what I haven't seen, but it's something that was like on my to-do list for many, many years. I've always, and we'll get into this more as we get into the conversation, but I've always considered myself a Jason guy in the big, you know, Freddie, Jason, or Michael Myers debate. And I've always considered myself a Jason guy, but I barely have seen the movies, even though I, I consider myself a Jason guy, just because they always kind of stuck with me. The ones that I had seen, I just remember loving the ones I had seen. And so I've always wanted to go back and just force myself to binge them all, even though I'm not a binger. Uh, so it was fun. The
1: the great thing about that series is Jason Voorhees is just prime humor, like uh, prime humor, the ability to make him funny. Like Mike, yeah. Mike Myers is not really you know he's got a lot of baggage Freddy Krueger is some sometimes too funny right, <laughs> like his, right. his his jokes just are like dad jokes sometimes but with Jason <laughs> you can like form humor because he never says anything sure and uh, that's which why which is really, funny
0: in, its, in itself yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so the situational comedy is even uh Better, but there there are a few clunkers in there. I'll I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll I'm get excited we'll get to, to one. see which ones you uh, you think clunk along with the series.
0: <laughs> so uh, before we get too deep into Friday the Thirteenth, I do want to have you introduce yourself to my listeners. Uh, tell people about you and your podcast.
1: Well, ten years ago, David, there we're celebrating our ten year anniversary at the Not Just New Movies podcast. It's uh, hosted by That's Ben Pearson, and I'm a uh, a usual co host. And uh, we've been on and off for about 10 years. We did it for a few years and then uh, came back a few years later. And then we did a series called NJNM The Return, where we returned and only watched movies with the word return in the title. <laughs> and this iteration for our 10 year is NJNM um, to the third power, a la the alien movie, mm-hmm. but only watching third installments. And I think the hope was that Ben. Um, the host will have not seen any of the other films in the series and only watched the third installment, and then we review it that Ooh. way. Um, so we're mixing it up a little bit, but we have a six-episode uh, limited series coming out. Uh, and um, So if you uh, have a link in the description or a, um iTunes account, you can find us there. And uh, we're going to be doing a crossover, I think, with uh, you, David. And we'll be That's not just be newing... Fun. Not just new moving, uh, a very special third installment of a beloved franchise. I'm sure you can guess which one.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I didn't watch these movies for nothing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be fun. And yeah, I, I, I love the concept, I, by the way. I, I, I love I love the idea that you're coming back just for third movies. In, in, uh, and yeah. that, That's so ridiculous and great.
1: There's so many movie podcasts that I try to come up with uh, limited series because we don't want to work too hard and Mm. also something that you know kind of like a like a theme you know it's as simple as that so any any time that i can come up i think another failed theme was um obviously we have like a western theme i might we might do someday but i'll have to Mm -hmm. come up with a pun or something for that to really sell it so we'll see (laughs) I'm sure you'll find something. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) So let's get into some Friday the 13th here. All Um, right. So like you had mentioned, we are doing a breaking it apart today. So we're going to be twisting up the format of piecing it together. And instead of uh, looking at the movies that inspired the Friday the 13th series, we are going to take the series and look at movies that were inspired by them. And some of these movies that we talk about will be inspired by, you know, individual entries in the series, because you know, some of these Mm -hmm. movies are fairly different from one another, Uh, but some will just be by the overall thing that, the, the overall the Jason, the the slasher, the all the things that make Friday thirteenth what it is. So there's kind of a lot to pick from. So this will be, I believe, possibly a little all over the place, but it should be I a fun so. conversation. <laughs> yes. That's the best way to do it. So uh we will, we will end up talking about a lot of the movies in the Friday the 13th series as well along the way, uh, but yeah. let's start jumping into some puzzle pieces here. What do you have for the first uh, movie that you think may have been inspired by this series?
1: Now now this, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to go in chronological order of when these movies, at least the movies on my list, when they were released. And now okay. this particular film is 1981's The Burning, which I okay. thought would be a film inspired by friday the 13th the first one the original mm. from 1980 so because it's 1981 i figured it was developed after the success of friday the 13th in actuality it was a film developed almost simultaneously mm-hmm. uh it, it is about the um urban legend of Cropsey. have you seen have you seen the burning david this is one
0: of those movies I certainly know of, and okay. I think I probably saw in high school, but I don't quite remember.
1: Yeah, he's it's 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 very, I don't know how far back the ermid legend goes, but there are kids at camp, they torture some janitor, he gets burned, mm-hmm. <laughs> the titular burning, uh, and then he comes and uh, slashes them, um, like five years later, or 10 years later, or something like that. So I think it itself may have inspired the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street installment, because you know... Janitor-esque sure. character, uh, getting burned, but, uh, Cropsey, the legend of Cropsy. I think, uh, George Costanza's in this film, Jason Alexander. <laughs> nice. I think he gets his fingers cut off at some point. Uh, he uses hedge clippers instead of a machete or a, uh, butcher's knife, but it is a good one if you're, if you have a, like, schlocky camp slasher itch that you definitely need to scratch. The burning is, uh is a good installment. It, I think it was also, there was another movie called The Burning. And because this movie was uh, titled that, they went and uh, developed another movie called The Mad Men, which, A Mad Man, which I haven't seen. Hmm. Um, and I think it is also about Cropsy. So there are two Cropsy movies, in case you're okay. a Cropsy fan tuning in.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there's a, a very big urban legends you yeah. know aspect to to the whole series here and that's something that of course comes up in horror movies to today even like that's right. always like a way to get people talking about the killer and to, you know, start scaring people ahead of time before the kills start coming, or maybe you get a cold open or something and then you start getting all that. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely. That, that whole urban legend aspect. And like I said, I don't recall if I've seen burning the burning, but, uh but yeah, it's, that seems to be like the same kind of a, a thing there.
1: Yeah. And I think by Friday, the 13th part two, Jason has become an urban legend. Right. Um, he's kind of an urban legend in the first one, but he's definitely one in the, in part two. So, um, this is a great, uh, if you're taking in the franchise, this is one to add on to your to your list to to binge. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So I'll go to my first piece. Okay. And this is a, an incredibly obvious one. I got I got a couple of really obvious ones, a couple of out there ones, but okay. uh, I'm gonna start off with Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street series. There you series. go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, back and forth, back and forth, inspiring each other, of course, right. along the way. I was actually surprised. I Now, I am not the biggest horror guy. Um, I, I, I love what I love with horror. Like I like the funny ones and I mm. like the gory ones, but I, I'm not really big too much on the most mainstream of horror. Uh, I was surprised that it didn't come out the first one until 1984. When I read that, yeah. uh, looking that up for this, I was like, oh, I would have thought maybe even earlier, but certainly at the same time that they came out. But the fact that we were already three entries four entries into yeah. a series <laughs> that that was uh very surprising to me when i read that before this conversation uh but yeah the, obviously the director of the first one had worked with Wes craven on some stuff and i mean there there's just so much oh, of the same that. yeah there's so much of the same like in the ether uh, of of the world of horror that went into both of these series and then they just continued to i think one up each other yeah. over the years especially through the 80s
1: well, the cool thing about Nightmare on Elm Street is the, and I'm not a big horror guy either. I think I watch them just for the experience, and yeah. uh, for some reason, I just really love franchises that just uh, churn out installments every year right. for like ten years. But the <laughs> the visual effects of the Nightmare on Elm Street films that's like that's their bread and butter. That's why I tune into those films. So even if Uh, like you mentioned, they try to top it. Like I would think nightmare on Elm street definitely has topped (laughs) Friday the 13th as far as, um, special effects go. Sure. But yeah, there's the, you know, the, the certain six or seven teenagers that have to be murdered by the killer at some point, you know, every film like that's pretty standard.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Sex is bad. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of things that like have become the, the tropes that we know and love from these kinds of movies that were part of that back and forth, I think between these two series. And of course, you know, we eventually get to Freddy V. Jason. um, Right. And Uh so, I mean, that is, you know, of course, part of the, uh, the overall story of this, these two franchises being tied together.
1: And I think the other thing I love about this series, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, is that they build on the mythology of these characters just because they need to make another movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had it, I had some, I had had some, said something about the new Halloween, the 2018 one, where I was a little upset that... And I'm not trying to be like the toxic fanboy or anything, because I don't think I would call myself a fanboy of the Hall- <laughs> Halloween franchise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not taking to the message boards or anything, but the you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, they could have just, you know, expanded on, you know, take one little snippet of the mythology and build on that. And right. in the eighties, these movies did that. And it's really cool to look back and say, where did they come up with this stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, they, uh, and they, they weren't too worried about like, they either did continue on or they didn't like right. it was, it was just like, what's going to be best for this particular one. Right. Whatever.
1: Exactly. And uh, I love the Friday the 13th, like catch-ups at the beginning of the older ones
0: i was surprised by that I, re- I,
1: I i really dig that
0: i love that that was really fun that that added to a very fun throwback thing to it they, they don't do that enough anymore i don't think
1: i always i always think it's it's probably um the lack of vhs at the time where sure. you probably weren't watching them at home so a year has passed since the last time you saw it just That catch is up really on that. last time on Friday the Thirteenth.
0: <laughs> that's a really interesting point. I love that because yeah, these movies you wouldn't have been able to watch them as easily, and now you know I've got my box set. I just jump right. from one to the next so quickly. You know, well, uh, what do you have for your next piece here?
1: All right, so this one definitely. I even double checked to make sure that this was inspired by um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in 3D. Okay, and I don't want to spoil too much about it because David and Ben and I might be talking about how um, blatantly 3D it is. (laughs) So I went with the next best thing, Jaws 3D. Hell
0: yeah, uh,
1: 1983. (laughs) Oh, I think maybe what was the part three? I think Friday the Thirteenth Part Three was 1982, Mm -hmm. and I guess this is referred to as like I don't know the Silver Age of 3D. If we're talking comic books, (laughs) where it was coming back, the blob in the fifties was in 3d. Now we're back with Jason Voorhees and jaws in 3d. And, uh, this movie is, I really, I just recently watched it. I think within the last year I bought, Oh yeah, it was because I watched the jaws movies for July 4th. Mm -hmm. And so we watched jaws one through four, which four, not that bad, actually pretty good. Jaws two. I really dig jaws two. And I think jaws three is probably the worst of the four. Um, because it is so badly filmed for 3d <laughs> <laughs> and I've always wondered why we keep coming back to 3d cause it is always just, uh, you can just tell they've, they've filmed it in a way where the c- characters or the shark are, is reaching out to the audience Yeah, and it, it was really just a way to get, you know, butts in seats. But, um, the thing you might not know about jaws three was it continues the story of the family. From the Mm. first one. So I knew Dennis Quaid was in it, but I didn't know Dennis Quaid played Sheriff Brody's son. Hmm. And he had moved to SeaWorld or something to study marine life. (laughs) And somehow the Jaws shark gets into the SeaWorld, so... Uh, it's it's really funny and it's bad. I, I don't know if they sell the 3D version that you can watch with like classic 3D glasses but uh, right. it's definitely inspired by the schlockiness of Friday the 13th Part 3. You
0: know, that brings up an interesting thing, you know, right now we're in this this moment with COVID and with mm-hmm. uh, you know, no major movies coming out so there's all these classic movies at the theaters okay. I haven't gone back yet even though going to the movies is my absolute favorite thing in the world and uh the, my favorite way to watch movies uh, I hope to be able to go back at some point soon. I hope we continue to see classic movies in the theater. And I hope some of these 3d movies somehow make the cut because I would love to see uh Friday the 13th three in 3d and jaws 3d in 3d. Like I'd actually love to see that. And my TV doesn't do 3d. So yeah, uh, you know, it would be it great would, to go to the theater and see it.
1: It's one of those experiences that you, you just have to have, but it it is a uh, collective experience. You need people in your crew making fun yeah. of the movie while you're watching it with you. That would
0: that would that's like my dream right now. It's yeah. been so long since I've been to the movies to go with a bunch of friends to see Jaws 3D or Friday 13th 3D. Yeah. That would be amazing.
1: They double they do, feature. They used to do uh, or they still do. I live by a movie theater that did like um, five dollar or whatever Halloween movies, and that was really mm-hmm. cool. So the fact that you know that's gone right now is is hurting pretty bad. Yeah, but, um, yeah. it's also because you know it's also great because I don't think as many people the mass the masses don't appreciate classic cinema. So when you do go to those retro showings, they're they're pretty sparse. Like you get the oh, theater yeah. to yourself essentially.
0: Yeah, it is. So. It's your own little party for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I will go from your blockbuster Jaws yes. uh, to to another set of blockbusters. This one might be a little bit out there, uh, but but follow me here. I'm gonna go with the MCU Infinity Saga. Um, Whoa! <laughs> so, <laughs> so this may not way. have this may not have been inspired by the Friday the Thirteenth movies no. in any real way. I love it, but though. but what what I'm what I'm seeing here is a continuing overarching story Uh with different directors, different actors, different cast each time, except for maybe some crossover here and there when, you know, a character returns or whatever, and pumping them out year after year after year. There just keeps being more and more of them. If they decide to make one of them just a one-off that doesn't really fit in with the other ones, then that's what it is. If they decide that it's going to directly continue the last one, then that's what it is. And just somehow, by the skin of their teeth, it all kind of ties together into a series. And, of course, the Marvel people, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest superhero guy, but they did a pretty damn good job of tying all that together. Maybe not as much uh, the Friday the 13th series, but it still is a series that when you you sit and watch it all, you get this kind of complete Jason experience. And so, you know, more or less... They're kind of successful long before the the MCU in stringing together so many completely different movies that are totally different in some ways and have different writers, different directors. Pretty much the composer uh, is the only thing that kind of like sticks stays together. You yeah,
1: know? yeah, I think you've convinced me i I, I feel like faggy is a is a huge Jason Voorhees fan now.
0: I think he might be. I really think so.
1: See like a closet fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I at first I thought you meant the two movies that, uh, but you're talking the entire MCU.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm talking film. the whole MCU. <laughs> series. I'm talking excellent. all these, all these different directors, all these different characters. That like some of them crossover, some don't, but they all somehow just tie together.
1: That's great. <laughs>
0: i said it was out there
1: no it's it's definitely <laughs> something that was done before and then they've they've actually you know they've perfected it some would say um, right I, I like the idea of it uh, some grad student going <laughs> <laughs> man jason Voorhees built the 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 steps to the mcu uh movie sit of a universe yeah oh that's awesome S-
0: someone might say bond but i went with jason
1: Oh Bond. Oh, don't even get me started on the Bond continuity. It's all over. Is is it a name? Is it a name that's issued to the new agents? We don't even we don't know. No one knows. That's a whole that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> so what do you got for your next piece? I'm I'm kind of torn because I wanted to talk about the Evil Dead 2. Ooh. Or Evil Dead 2, I guess. But Evil Dead 1 came out around the same time as was it 1981 I believe so but I feel like because these movies are so simple like you just need teenagers in a in the woods and something coming after them so that of course <laughs> when I was thinking about doing this uh, episode I was like that's really all the Friday the third at least the early Friday the 13th movies uh are, is kids in the woods at a camp something coming after them <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like well that's evil dead in a nutshell and um, you know I'm sure Everyone listening knows Evil Dead 2 is just a better version remake of Evil Dead. Although it has some, uh, I think the only, this is why I'm hesitant to talk about it is because I think the only reason my brain was drawn to these was kids, teenagers, woods, something evil, afoot. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you had these on your your list, but uh, it's kind of a hard sell. Because they're hey, they are vastly different films by vastly different directors.
0: I, I'm, in, I'm in with bringing Evil Dead into this conversation. I have been accused of bringing Evil Dead up way too much on this <laughs> podcast. So I'm happy someone else did it for a change. But you know what? Screw it. Let's include Evil yeah. Dead too Because also, you know, your the sequel is it really both Army of Darkness as well does recap The previous, uh, you know, one. So we've got that as well. And then, of course, the other connection, which I don't know if this follows the whole uh, breaking it apart thing or not, but it's just a connection regardless, uh, is, of course, Jason is apparently a deadite, (laughs) according uh, according to the director of Jason Goes to Hell. Um, I didn't know that. You that didn't is, know that? Yeah. No. This is just a few years ago. A bunch of fans, like, I don't know if it was like a Reddit Ask Me Anything or something like that. They uh, they asked him because, you know, there's, in Jason Goes to Hell, there's a scene in the basement where Jason Voorhees, was it Pamela Voorhees, uh, mm-hmm. had, had a Necronomicon in the basement. Oh. And he confirmed Very it. Cool. As far as he's concerned, Jason is a deadite, which is completely insane. That's uh, but, awesome yeah i love it i love that connection especially because i i really do enjoy these movies i am in the minority that really enjoy jason goes to hell but that's another conversation um no <laughs> but, let's, uh, let's
1: I've, I've been excited to i've been waiting for the mention of of jason goes to hell and uh yeah i want i want I, I i don't hate it but i have uh-huh. some issues
0: <laughs> okay okay
1: well here here's what happened here's the history behind me and and Jason goes to hell. So, when I was a kid walking around the the video store, that was one of the covers that just was burned into my brain. Like the, oh, ma- the, the mask. horrific mask, the snake through the eyes, the burning fire, and then Jason goes to hell, which I knew who Jason was because I could see the other installments <laughs> on the shelf. So, I was like, okay, Jason went to Manhattan in one of them, okay, Jason lives in this one. <laughs> now, this time, he's going to hell. And, uh, so I was so excited to watch that one that I actually watched that one first before watching two through eight. Ooh, that's tough. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it, it refers to this, like, he's like a, I don't know what he is, like a bounty hunter, the, the cowboy Mm -hmm. character and like the very beginning where Jason is just kind of like living in his, in the woods and the CIA or (laughs) the military need to take him out. So I was convinced that all eight movies prior had been built up to this particular moment, this particular installment. Um, that was not the case as no, I know very uh, much was eventually found out <laughs> it was because, uh, what the property went from paramount to uh, new line cinema, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was the first new line cin- cinema installment. So, and, uh, David, he doesn't, he doesn't go to hell. He, the whole movie <laughs> not at all. Not
0: at all. Not worse. Never does he enter
1: the the realm of of the devil, uh, which is a just a horrible false advertisement.
0: It's so such a bad false advertisement. That cover has nothing to do, and it's an yeah. awesome cover. It's like one of the most memorable yeah. VHS tape covers like ever. But it is nothing to do with the movie. And yeah, I mean that all just speaks to this director, uh, just really having some balls on him to like (laughs) make this movie. Like it's just, it's crazy. That's why I like it though.
1: He recreated the (laughs) mythology in a sense, but uh, D and uh, I'm convinced that the spoiler alert at the end of Jason takes Manhattan. He's a small boy. Um, Mm -hmm. 25, 30 years have gone by and he's now full grown Jason again for part nine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that at all possible? (laughs) Why not? Sure. (laughs) Because the, the mask has the toxic uh, remnants of the, the sludge from part eight, so.
0: As, as we've established, uh, the MCU is better with continuity. <laughs> yeah, um, but <laughs> definitely. Uh, um, I just, but I yeah, no, th- know th- that movie is just so much it. fun. Yeah. That movie is just, it's it's stupid as hell, but it's just, yeah. I don't know, maybe my brain was a little loopy after eight other movies, you maybe. know, <laughs> it's just, but I had so much fun with it, just just big swings, basically, that yeah. uh, the director took big swings with the the idea of what jason could be and of course you know the fact that jason Voorhees himself is really only in the movie for like five minutes that's not that's not a positive uh, no but 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 what what does happen with the character i thought was like really just fun and interesting i mean it's just a, a very over-the-top
1: movie yeah no, it's definitely a uh it's a head-scratcher but it's not it's not part 5 dull. I feel I feel right. like part 5 is the is my least favorite. So, sure. um anything anything pushing it past the line of part 5 is okay by me, I guess.
0: I'm with you and I I have found that in posting my ranking after I binged these all that there are some horror fans that really love 5 because they were trying something different, I guess. I don't really yeah. know. I I don't get it, though. Five, definitely uh worse one to me. But um
1: <laughs> let's move on to another yeah, piece need to here. You have them on the show to have them <laughs> <laughs> answer for that have, claim. Have
0: them defend that craziness. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, all right. So I, I'm going to go with another really obvious one that has to be brought up. And that is another Wes Craven series, screen. Yes. Yeah. That was my so, one of mine as well. Yeah, you did have it. Yeah, it, it it has to be on there. Now, I feel like depending on the entry of Friday the 13th, you're kind of getting directly in with Scream or you're getting kind of the opposite. Because like with right. the sixth one, it's so, you know, it's meta. It, it It's very self-referential and stuff like that. It's very funny. Uh, but then you got these other ones, especially the earlier entries in the Friday the 13th series where it's like nobody has seen a horror movie ever you know and so it's like right kind of o- almost the opposite of scream where everybody knows horror movies inside and out and they know every little every little bit and piece of what makes a horror movie tick but but definitely though you know regardless either one of those two extremes it's still just like the ultimate slasher series to be referencing when you know talking about this stuff in scream when these characters are all referencing horror movies
1: yeah, and I, I picked specifically Scream Two because mm-hmm. spoiler alert for Scream Two, spoiler alert for <laughs> lots of these movies. Sure. The uh it's the mom, the killer at the end of Scream Two, which a la Friday the 13th, part one, which is right. of course one of the trivia questions in Scream Part Two part one. Uh-huh. And uh, so they're all over the they they know their they know their stuff, uh, when they wrote this. And it wasn't that Part 9 came out in 1993, and Scream 1 was 96, and Halloween Part 6, I think, was 1995. So, it wasn't like it was too far away from the realm of these classic horror franchises, which I find interesting, because Scream is like, I'm sure, if someone's favorite Friday the 13th is Part 5, I'm sure Scream is someone's (laughs) favorite horror franchise. Sure. Um, (laughs) And uh, not that I'm saying Scream is bad, but right. the the fact that it kind of almost overlaps with these classic 80s and 90s slashers, I don't know, it's just brilliant how it came out around the same time and became super successful. So I guess we were still grasping at that, you know, 15 or 20 years after these movies kind of hit the screen. Right, right.
0: And that that's the interesting
1: thing about, you know,
0: next year, I believe we're getting a new Scream movie yeah. and I, I I'm... Curious, like, obviously, it's not like the last couple have been that great anyway. I mean, it the last one wasn't that bad or anything. But I, I do wonder, though, if if the public is that invested in slashers currently. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, there there were the Happy Death Day movies, which were pretty fun. But other than that, I don't know if slashers are, you know, in the ether that much right now.
1: Have you uh, by chance watched the Scream TV show on, I think it's MTV, but it might be streaming on Netflix. I did not. No. It's it's pretty good. And it kind of um, is a new take, I suppose, on Scream, but Scream is just a take on other slashers. But it is kind of an interesting teen drama, I suppose, if you're Mm -hmm. hearkening back to that nostalgic era of, you know, CW shows, except it's Scream.
0: Hmm. Well, speaking but, of the Scream uh TV series, uh before we jump on to your next piece, I uh, I've never seen the Friday the 13th TV
1: series, should I? Uh I haven't either.
0: Okay. Maybe cool. that's got, a, a, got a got future episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 10 years from now another another uh <laughs> we, we not can just do new it. TV.
0: I'm, I'm down. I am down. Uh
1: <laughs> what do you got for your next piece here? So to piggyback off of part nine at the very, very end when Jason eventually in the last two minutes of the film goes to hell, uh, he is dragged there by, um, Freddy Krueger. And, uh, you see like the scene where his, his little glove pops out and grabs the mask and pulls him into the hell sand or whatever. Amazing. And, um, (laughs) and then that movie was supposed to happen. Way sooner than it actually did. It was in Development Hell for ten years before popping on to screens and it was mm. super successful. I don't know if you went and saw it with bright eyed and bushy tailed, uh, like <laughs> I did in high school. But uh it was uh you know, it was again kinda like Scream where you were like you knew who Jason and Freddie were and all of a sudden now they're in a movie fighting each other. Um, so it was pretty cool, and I, I thought to myself, I was "Like, there's got to be a movie that was inspired by Freddy versus Jason, because that's that's just what I want to talk about." And I landed on Alien versus Predator.
0: There you go, <laughs> which yeah.
1: is uh, two franchises versus each other. Went and saw this in the same fashion as I saw Freddy versus Jason. Kind of got amped for it. Hadn't seen any Alien movies or Predator movies. Just knew the the IP and i knew okay. that when you put verses in a title things are going to get crazy as a kid again at the video store i always used to have the uh or the super nintendo terminator versus robocop
0: oh so yeah.
1: i was always like obsessed with crossovers like that and this one this one uh got a sequel which i don't think was i don't remember it being very good i haven't seen it in a really long time
0: i um, never actually seen it but i know it's regarded as like one of the worst movies by a lot of people
1: And uh, sadly, Alien versus Predator does not fit into the Alien nor Predator uh, mythos. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what universe this exists in. Let's just throw it in the Freddy versus Jason verse. Yeah, Uh, give it a a little home. But uh, (laughs) did you enjoy this film for what it was, or did you uh, did you not fall for these marketing these marketing juggernauts? You mean Freddy versus Jason or Alien versus Predator? Both.
0: Okay, Alien vs. Predator, forget about. I I don't think I enjoyed it at all. I, okay. I don't really remember it that well. Freddy vs. Jason, I was in on. Okay. I I loved that movie when it came out. I was in college at the time, and I had a blast with it. Um, I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing, and I I was so in, and uh, I, I rewatched it obviously with my um my my marathon the other day, mm-hmm. and I, it still holds up to a degree but it's it's very just icky it's so like early 2000s just like you know angsty white guys you know and like it's just like yeah i don't know it it just reminded me of just like listening to limp biscuit all day or something like that you know it's like it's really got that whole thing going for it but um but yeah no i had so much fun with it at the time though when it came out
1: And I think they did a good job with the story of bringing them together. Like, how do you write them into each other's worlds? And the idea that one is one needs the other to come back to life. Essentially that symbiotic relationship. I think it was done pretty well. And uh, it was unfortunate that they didn't continue. You would think because it was so successful that that would spawn some sequel of some kind. Yeah. Um, But they both went into remake heaven Um, a few years later, but alien versus predator. I like too, because you have this idea that these two worlds, you know, the aliens are the hunted (laughs) spawn of, of the predators who just create or use them as their, as their training (laughs) and earth is in the middle and whoever wins, we lose David. Yeah. Yeah. I just really love the concept. I think I'm more in love with the concept than the execution, but what can you do? And then back to your Back to your MCU um, comparison, <laughs> same thing. You're kind of bringing these characters together for some reason, and I don't know. I think it's a it's a good uh, reinvigorating option, but it doesn't always work. Yeah,
0: it's interesting that it works so well in these two particular series, like you know, maybe not work so well. They're not the greatest movies in the world, but they, they were able to come up with an interesting enough idea because I really do yeah. think like, like you said, especially with Freddie versus Jason, the idea that Freddie needs people to be scared. So who do I call Jason right. um, is, is really a pretty, I, I don't want to say stroke of genius, but it is, it, yeah. it, it kind of is. You know? Well, I
1: like the idea of like the owners of these franchises, you know, coming together for the greater good entertainment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no issues of like, well, I don't want Freddy Krueger, you know, soiling my Jason Voorhees brand, you know, they're, they're all in it to win it. And, uh, another thing I was reminded of was the universal studios, Halloween horror nights had a haunted house dedicated to Freddy versus Jason. Oh, nice. uh, Someone worked there and I, I asked them about it and they said, yeah, we make sure that every time at the end of the house, the, The endings switch back and forth. So one ending, Freddie will win one ending. Jason will win. And I was like, that's excellent. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: That actually reminds me of, uh, and I don't know how true this is, but I remember the old message board days, like the IMDB forums and all that. Uh, there was always rumors that they were trying to get a Freddie versus Jason versus Ash from evil dead, um, off the ground. But the problem was nobody wanted their guy to die and that's why they were never able to like come to any kind of agreements on it um because of course ash would have you know won in the end like there's there's no way but
1: it's kind of silly though because jason and freddie die all the time and they come back all the time (laughs) so i don't i don't know what to let ash win i mean (laughs) but hasn't actually
0: (laughs) that's actually a really good point i could have uh I could have, I could have thrown like American horror story in the mix here because that that's something yeah. I hate about that show is every, nobody is ever like stays dead and it really yeah. makes the show like impossible to like, really like bother with, I feel like, because it's like, if, if anybody's going to just come back to life, then what's the point?
1: That was, a, I was thinking about TV shows too, as part of this episode and American horror story, whatever season where it was 1984.
0: Right, Obvi- right.
1: Obviously, was just drawing from every slasher movie. Uh, totally. They definitely... Uh, that season was good until it wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Like couldn't finish <laughs> yeah. strong with that season, but it was a good concept. I loved it.
0: It was. It was. Well, I'll go with the, uh, another piece here. And uh, this one, I don't know. It's a little out there, but I kind of remember when this particular movie came out there were some negative criticisms thrown at it that it was basically just a slasher movie that didn't know it was a slasher movie because it was in reverse and it's mel gibson's apocalypto
1: okay and
0: so you know you got your uh your main character i believe it was jaguar paw um who is basically picking off all these other people out in the woods just killing them in gruesome ways. But you're, of course, rooting for him because, you know, the the pathos of the character and, you know, he's got some humanity to him. And I love that they were able to give a little bit of that to Jason throughout these movies, especially in Freddy vs. Jason. But, you know, just with the way that he initially died in the first one and, you know, th- there's this weird uh, undercurrent of him being a kind of... Relatable guy, even though he's this giant monster who can't die, who keeps coming back from the dead to murder everybody. Right, and I love I, that about him.
1: I have not seen Apocalypto, but I I do get the Jason Voorhees. His how should I say this? Like his hesitance to kill children. Right, <laughs> which, right. Which also applied in uh, the Mike Myers and uh, the Halloween films because he. Like in the first film, there's this scene where the little the little boy runs out of the school. And he's getting bullied, and Mike Myers is just kind of standing there. And he scares off the rest of the bullies, and it mm-hmm. kind of harkens back to when he was a little boy. Right. And maybe that's like his the way his brain works. And and then you flip over to Jason Voorhees, who died as a child, essentially. You know, died in the lake and maybe his brain is, well, you know, I kill teenagers, but I draw a line. But right. I think there is a movie where he kills a kid and then you're like, okay, well, I guess that hypothesis doesn't play out.
0: <laughs> well, that, uh, that comes down to the different directors, different voices. Yeah. Like everybody has a different idea of what he will and won't do. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, though, he does seem right. to have a little bit of a code to him.
1: Yeah, because there's part six, I think, and I think part seven, they they try to restart the camp and actual little kids are there when he's like (laughs) decapitating people. So (laughs) that would be amazing if that whole movie was just him killing kids and it's like, oh, that was the 80s, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) And then I think the NES game is that's the whole point of the game is to make sure no kids die.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: so they knew. They kind of knew what they. They knew a little bit of his personality. I suppose they knew he was a softie at the uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, what do you got for your next one? I think that's. Uh, I'm tapped out, David. I you have, are the last one. I have is a video game called Splatterhouse, which the main character is just. Oh, uh, I like it. Is just a who wears a hockey mask. And my honorable mention was. Casey Jones from the Ninja Ninja Turtles movie, 1990. Because Shut all,
0: up. I sword. thought about talking about Casey Jones as well. <laughs> Only he because he wears a hockey mask. Absolutely. He's, he's going on the list. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I love it. And Splatterhouse, those games, I remember I, I never knew anybody with a turbo graphics growing up and yeah. I, I envied anybody with the turbo graphics because of that game. And I finally got to play it, you know, on an oh, emulator or something like 10 years ago or something. And, uh, Th- those games are awesome. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've never Spiros. played it either. I
1: just know about it through like video game YouTube. Um, yeah, but uh, I wonder. Back to Ninja Turtles, since we're seriously talking about it now. The I don't know if you keep up with Scott Ackerman, but him and um, Sean Diston as S- Sprig the Whisperer. I think <laughs> they're doing a uh, a binge watch of all the all Ninja Turtles media. Oh, um, Nice. And I didn't know, and I probably should have known as a comic book fan, but a lot of Ninja Turtles stuff is Daredevil ripoffs. So I think Splinter uh, is their sensei, and Daredevil's sensei was named Stick, and the, the Ninja Clan, and Daredevil was the hand, and in, in Ninja Turtles, it's called the Foot Clan. Right. So I'm right. pretty sure those guys loved Jason Voorhees, and they were like, we need a guy in a hockey mask.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. That's <laughs> um, awesome.
1: So, i'm sure that was their inspiration if uh if they if they ever get asked about it
0: awesome well I, I only have one more piece uh that and that is hatchet the hatchet series um and i'm sure that there's plenty of other you know slashers we could bring up but i i you know particularly wanted to bring it up because victor crowley is played by kane Hodder. Um, okay. which, yeah. So, I mean, that is like such a, a, a big tribute there, I believe. But, um, I only ever saw okay. the first one and it was back when it first came out. I barely even remember these movies. Uh, but I, I know they have a little bit of a cult following. Hmm. They've got some good deaths. I, I watched a little, uh, YouTube, uh, thing that had some, oh. like, you know, some of the best kills and there's some, there's some good gore. So Cool. Yeah. it features,
1: yeah. I'm just look, I looked up its Wikipedia page right now and, uh. It has uh, cameos from some of your favorite cinematic villains. So that's pretty cool. Hell yeah, that's awesome.
0: So uh, we should finish this up by, of course, talking about some of these fan films, which also are, of course, inspired by Friday the 13th. Yes. Of course, there's Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow from Vincent DeSanti. That's the, the ones that you had tweeted at me about. Uh, there's yeah. also the F-13 Vengeance, which uh, I haven't seen, uh, but I, I know was pretty popular, I believe. Um, and I know there's there's others as well. I mean, these movies, while this franchise continues to be kind of like locked up in legal battles, this franchise gets to live on through these fan films, it seems like.
1: Yeah. And, uh, these two are so well made that, uh, they, I, I almost treated them like films. When I sat down to watch them, I kind of made like a movie night out of it, even though right. I think, uh, they're, they fall short of feature feature length. Mm-hmm. But did you, did you, did you watch them before or after you binged the series? I wonder if you picked up on any of their nuances.
0: Yeah, I watched them after. I I made them the last, the last things, and uh, yeah, I mean, I thought they were great as well. Um, Lots of little, you know, Easter eggs and stuff like that, and just, just well made. You know, I, I thought Never Hike Alone was better um, of of the two, as far as like an overall, you know, a story is concerned. Um, But there's a lot to love about both of these, and he's uh, clearly a, a good filmmaker. I mean, I would not be mad at all if once things clear up. They were to give this guy the rights to uh, make a movie.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's Womp Stomp Films is the production. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember the director's name, but he also plays Jason.
0: Right. In, yeah. in the
1: films. And uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels right now is Toy Galaxy. And one of their catchphrases is, is it canon? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I watched these films, hoping to fit it somewhere, a la part nine, where I try to fit, fit it into the mythology in my brain. Right. Uh, I tried to fit Don't Hike Alone, and then the the prequel, Don't Hike in the Snow. Mm. Um, if you look at his mask, there's no hatchet uh, divot from part four. So, um, Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was, if they're trying to start their own continuity or and uh it's just stupid stuff like that i think about when i watch stuff. the other thing i wanted to mention was uh another podcast I, i'm not being paid for any of these uh advertisements <laughs> but in uh in voorhees we trust with uh Gorhees and rust i think they uh <laughs> matt gorley and paul rust do like three hour episodes dedicated to like these poor film installments That's great. I gotta listen to that. I like one of their running gags in the Voorhees series is why isn't there an installment where it's like Jason in the snow, like Friday the Thirteenth, Jason in the snow. I think is their pitch, their elevator pitch. And uh, that's awesome. When I saw the uh, Never Hike in the Snow, I was like, God damn it, they've done it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They put Jason in the snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah I was really I don't I don't want to say it's it's uh it's yeah it's just too short I was let down I was I was hoping for like a yeah feature-length wintry adventure uh with Jason Voorhees and I feel like it cuts off like right at where you're kind of in like the first act second act of a a Friday the 13th movie right Um, I don't want to spoil anything but it just feels like they they had something going and then it kind of Pulled the brakes on it. But I believe they're like parts. I think they're doing parts. Right. So I don't, I don't right. know what they're doing over there. Yeah.
0: Ho- hopefully they do continue it and uh, keep up the quality the same that it's been. Because, uh, yeah, I, I I would love to see a, a complete story out of that. And, um, you know, Never Hike Alone feels like a complete story as it is. Just like a complete short film. But uh, Hike in the Snow needs to continue.
1: I like that one a lot more. And it and it and it fits in. Enough in our world and that world to kind of pander to both sides where it's like, oh, you know, kids on YouTube, they'll like it. Mm -hmm. The 40, 50, 60 year old people that are, you know, Jason heads or whatever they call themselves. uh, (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, this kind of feels like, you know, part one and two. um, Kind of that classic camp, classic hiking in the woods. Sure sort of thing. So I really enjoyed them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh well, th- yeah, that does it for me then about puzzle pieces. I I have one closing thought I was going to bring up uh, and and then also a question for you and they will see if you have any other closing thoughts that uh we didn't quite get to. One thing that I was thinking about was using Leprechaun in Space as a puzzle piece until I looked it up and found <laughs> out that happened 5 years before Jason X. So I, <laughs> wow. I was Very surprised by that.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I, everybody I, was
1: heading I, to space at some point and i uh, guess so <laughs> ben, ben had come up with jigsaw in space for saw eight yeah and uh i was really stoked waiting for that eighth install because they were coming out every year too those saw movies sure. and and then yeah. at seven they stopped they were tired and i was like dang so close did they make a 3d one i'm sure they did oh yeah yeah they had yeah yeah I think that was. Uh, uh, I think it was Saw 3D. Yeah, that, you know, that it's, makes it's, total sense. You're contractually sense. obligated to do a 3D film, uh, the third installment.
0: You have to. Uh, and I, I, was just going to ask you, what did you think of the reboot? Um, I
1: don't know how you liked Oof. it. Um, I watched that one. I think I've only seen that one once. Mm-hmm. Let me think for a second. Let me try to. <laughs> I I remember not hating it because usually mm-hmm. if I really dislike a movie, I I just pick it apart. You know, much like vultures would pick apart one of Jason's victims. Um, sure. <laughs> but I I don't remember. I, I think it was, yeah, just kind of a middling thing. The one I sure. really didn't like was the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. That was the one I kind of had a big problem Haven't with. Haven't seen that yet. Um, there were some... There was one good idea, I think, with how they how the kids stayed awake. They used, like, this uh, jolt medicine or something. Like, like, that was a little interesting, but everything else kind of fell flat with me. But um, mm. how did you feel about the remake? Did you enjoy that one?
0: I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, it was, you know, certainly not one of the best of the series or anything like that. And it, it falls victim to just... I, I feel like it's kind of too try hard, you know? But... Um, but I, I thought there was some fun kills in it and uh, a couple of fun moments. Like I think it, it definitely celebrated Jason at least in a in a good way. So that's the best thing I could say about it.
1: Yeah, it also came out at like that time where a lot of stuff was getting rebooted. It may have gotten lost in the sure. in the ruckus because um, Halloween 2007 mm-hmm. had what is it two years prior. So I think everyone was clamoring for a remake of the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of horror. Right, right. And I, 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 I think Halloween was, uh, was pretty successful, 2007. So they probably greenlit a lot of stuff and that was what we got. But I don't remember right. disliking it. So maybe I have to go back and recheck it and let you know how, how a rewatch right uh, treats me.
0: Well, are there any other things about the Friday the 13th series that you kind of had in mind uh that you wanted to talk about here or uh, do you think we kind of covered it?
1: I think it's it's one of those film franchises like I mentioned where that mythology is what really draws me in and as a kid, you know, I wasn't allowed to really watch them, so by when I became an adult, I you know, dove right in hoping to, you know, not to steal your your thunder but to put like the installments together to see if there was like a a um a linear storyline sure. and for the most part it does it so i if, if you're into that kind of filmmaking i suppose or that kind of storytelling um you know if you can get past the violence and the crudity it uh it it's it's a pretty entertaining series of of films i don't know i just i've always had a soft spot for it which one is your favorite it uh, I hate I hate to say it. It's uh, a fan. It's like the fans favorite is part six. It's it's sure. the first one. I feel like you said you mentioned earlier it knows what it is and it's kind yeah. of like making fun of itself. And it's the first one where Jason is is like funny. He He's playing for laughs. Yeah. Um, and yes. I love it. Um, my least favorite is uh, five because I don't remember anything about it ever. <laughs> and i've seen it like three times um (laughs) and the one i love ragging on the most is uh part eight where you know again ridiculous just like jason goes to hell it's like jason takes manhattan mm, 14 minutes (laughs) remaining in the film he eventually gets to manhattan right and uh it's kind of a letdown but uh, i like talking about these movies i like making fun of them but uh i never really uh I never really hate any of them, so yeah, it's for a, sure. it's a good series. What's it, your it favorite? Was, it
0: was it was fun marathoning them. Uh, I I I think most likely four, uh, okay, but but um, six is great. And I don't know, I, I I actually do, as crazy as marathoning a 13-movie series, uh, including the <laughs> reboot, uh, or, or actually, no, 12, including the reboot, right? Yeah. As crazy as that is, for me, someone who doesn't usually marathon movies, I, I could picture myself doing it again sometime, because I just had so much fun with these movies, and I, I'd be interested to see how my ranking changes <laughs> as I uh, watch them again, knowing you know, knowing what I'm kind of getting into as I get into it the second time through.
1: Yeah. And you start to like hand pick your favorites. So like around Halloween, I'll pick, you know, we watched part two and part six just Mm. because it's, you know, they're just fun to watch. Um, have you binged the, um, nightmare on Elm street series? That's another, that's another good one to go all the way through.
0: That'll probably be next for me. Uh, yeah. When it, whenever I, I get the, the urge to sit on the couch for, five straight days that's that's yeah. probably gonna be next so
1: that's another good one and uh yeah i, I find it interesting like four because that's the uh that's like the tommy trilogy he's uh kind of the center of attention four five and six right so, right uh, and that's another it's a good kind story of, that's another kind of like uh thing that these movies do they create like a little mini trilogy within the franchise i always find that interesting just like the mcu just like the MC. <laughs> And with that.
0: <laughs> and with that, I think we wrap it up. Uh, I, th- this was great. I, I always ask my guests if they've seen anything else recently they'd like to recommend to our listeners.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I wasn't prepared. Let's see. Um, can I recommend something I didn't like? Sure. I'll, I'll do two. Um, there's a movie I'm looking forward to that I thought uh, I was going to watch. And that was Happiest Season. I think that's a uh, Christian Stewart and Dan Levy, I think, are in it. And it's like a holiday movie. And I think it was written by one of the these improv comedians that I really like, Mary Holland. And that comes out at the end of the month, towards the end of the month. And what I nice. thought was because I knew that, that that was a holiday movie that had just been released or I thought it had just been released. So when I saw Holiday on Netflix, I was like, oh, this must be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> watched the wrong movie, and so ex- expecting
1: a a you know very clever, uh, funny holiday movie, something that you know breaks from the mold. Um, I found out that Holiday was not the movie I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> oh and, no, uh, that sucks! <laughs> and uh, it's kind
1: of a very, yeah, it's very paint by numbers. You know how J- uh, Freddy versus Jason was like your kind of grimy early 2000s it had like that look to it The holiday kind of feels like um just a i don't want to say poorly written but a plainly written romantic comedy where the characters don't really grow they don't like Mm. transform in any way i know exactly what you mean (laughs) and then watch happiest season which i'm hoping is going to be really good so you can uh, can forget about holiday after you've seen it
0: I just heard about that uh, yesterday. I think the trailer came out um, for Happy Season, yeah. and it, it looks really good. And
1: then I don't want to keep it too long, but I also watched Christmas Tree Lane on the Hallmark Channel, which uh, oh, okay. was Okay, you've been also, busy. Yeah. I'm, I, uh,
0: <laughs> Getting in the I spirit. I think this year
1: I'm going to do like a Hallmark Christmas marathon, which Ooh. you know I think a lot of people use as fodder to criticize or kind of make jolly, make fun of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to watch them for what they intend to be. And uh, and all that right. one was pretty good. They were trying to ch- save Christmas Tree Lane. <laughs> mm. It was their version of the rec center. And uh, guess what? They did it.
0: <laughs> I, I'm very <laughs> happy succeeded. to hear that. <laughs> I am so happy to hear that. I, I like uh, an entire episode with all this murder and, and blood and gore. But yeah. we're going to end on a positive note. There you that's, go. That's important. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, uh hey, thank you so much for doing
1: this. Uh why don't
0: you tell people again where they can find uh your podcast and everything?
1: The Not Just New Movies Podcast is uh back and you can follow us on Twitter at, at NJNM Podcast. And then uh I use my personal Twitter as at Space whale 2020 x So <laughs> there's not a lot of content there, but at NJNM podcast, you can uh you can find our new episodes and connect with us there
0: awesome i was listening to the uh, halloween 3 one today um and i
1: was enjoying it yeah we were getting some of the ring rust off we hadn't been uh doing (laughs) it for like a year and a half or so so hopefully that one was uh hopefully you enjoyed that one
0: absolutely well hey thank you so much for doing it and maybe we'll get you back again one of these days
1: yeah i had a great time i appreciate it again for having me on it's the me for cast. An extension of Meet for Tea, the Valley Review, an arts and literary journal based in western Massachusetts, featuring artists and writers from all over the world.
0: 3,000 years is not an overnight or an she oversight smelled him. either. She looked at me in her mid-twenties. She was wearing a loose gray top with black yoga pants. Nick was wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt. He was conscious of how the Meat for Tea cast features interviews with artists, writers, and musicians, spoken word, music performances, and other arts and literary
1: related items. So, when you're hitting those serves, who is on the other side of the net? Nobody. Oh. Nobody. It was, it was so that makes it even more I'm like playing against to a ghost.
0: down. Yes. Yeah. Feathers, I'm allergic to down.
1: With selections from Meat for Tea events
0: such as the Cirques, which are release parties for each issue of the magazine, and other Meat for Tea sponsored events. Do check it out. The Meet for Tea cast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the Friday the 13th series. Lots of great movies we got into in there. Uh, That was a fun one. So thank you, Tyler, for joining me on that, and uh, for everyone listening, if you're not already subscribed to Piecing It Together, make sure you get subscribed. We've got a lot of Piecing It Together coming your way in the coming weeks, We're starting to get into award season, so there's going to be some of that, but then of course there's lots of other classic stuff uh, to cover as well. We even have another Breaking It Apart episode that's already been recorded uh, for a very different movie than Friday the 13th, but... Uh, well, that's a little hint but uh it's not really you, you can't guess it based on the many 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 years of classic movies that we could be covering there's absolutely no way you could guess it but if you do guess it uh good for you anyway lots of piecing it together coming your way make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what we do here on the show we'd really appreciate it if you rate and review us on apple podcasts or pod chaser and of course The greatest thing in the world that you could do is just share the show. We love it when you share the show with your friends, and, uh, you know, we we love doing it, and... It's uh, always great when you guys share it. It really makes the biggest difference because then lots more people will hear it, and that is awesome. Uh, We also have a Patreon, though, like I said at the top of the show, and if you really want to support the show, you could always check that out. Lots of great content on there. Uh, All that stuff I mentioned at the top of the show, but I also have some new music coming to it very soon as well, so lots of stuff on the Patreon to check out. And uh, other than that, Thank you, as always, for listening. Speaking of music, I am going to close this thing out with a piece from a slasher movie that I did some music for. And I actually released this as a single in between albums a few years back. This is called Travis McLennan, The Theme from Rust. Rust was a horror film shot here in Las Vegas. And it's a very Friday the 13th, maybe more... Texas Chainsaw Massacre styled horror film from director Joe Lujan who is a very prolific director here in Las Vegas has done a ton of horror films I've done music for a couple of them this was the main theme for it's killer it's Jason Voorhees Travis McLennan and uh, yeah it's available as a single on iTunes and also on Spotify and on all those places but you're gonna hear it right now and we'll be back when we're piecing it together coming up real soon